Congratulations, you've joined the ranks of all the rest. We need a part two to this video. Her experience with a stalker. This is her best album. Pop perfection and total Hillary. Baby, can you play with fire? Hey Team Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all-around icon, Hillary Duff. Well, right now, I'm so excited to welcome someone who is behind a huge Hillary fan account. One of the people behind it, Avery Harris with Hillary Duff News. Welcome to Duff Enough. Thank you so much for welcoming me. This is this is such a huge honor to be here with you talking about Hillary. She is my life. She is my everything. I have stand since 2001. Thank you so much for welcoming me. Yes, same, same. And it's so exciting for me to like hear your voice because we've connected for a while on social media. Yes. And now I'm putting like a voice to Twitter messages. So it's exciting. And there's nothing like two Tennessee boys that love them from Hillary Duff. Absolutely, absolutely. I have three questions that I like to ask every new guest on the show. And so we'll start there. First question, what is your favorite Hillary Duff movie? Okay, so basically... Every Hillary Duff fan knows that there are like two separate categories for Hillary Duff movies. Am I right? Mm-hmm. One would be obviously her teen movies, and then the other one would be all the independent movies she did. You know, to prove you know that she could act and to prove that she could actually you know do uh, you know serious movies. So after I uh, whittled it down, I decided my favorite Hillary Duff movie is According to Greta. I feel like that's the movie where she really proved she could handle adult matters that that movie contained, like suicide and, you know, things of that nature. And also, it had, you know, a little bit of teen flair to it. And her performance in that movie, her mannerisms and just the way she spoke, everything, I think, was perfection. So that's my favorite Hillary Duff movie. I think that's a fan favorite, too, for, like, the hardcore fans. Yeah. Next question. What is your favorite Hillary Duff song? I know most people will automatically go to Maybe Come Clean. But I think my favorite one is One in a Million. A bop. Yes. It just is pure Hillary. Tableau, of course, you know, did it. Brilliant pop song. And you're going to be back for the Breathe In, Breathe Out episode, so we'll have a lot to talk about. My last question. What is your favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire? Okay, my favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire is First Kiss. First episode of the second season. I just watched it last night. You know, everybody knows about their first heartbreak and... All that good stuff, first kiss, the nuances of Gordo trying to tell Lizzie that he had a crush on her, but he couldn't quite get it out. And then he's like, oh, you're perfect, Lizzie. It's just a perfect way to kick off the second season of the show. So that's my favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire. Very good choice. I like that one. And Ronnie hate him so much, honestly. Yes. All right. So Hillary News. I mean, we love this Twitter and how did you get involved with this amazing fan platform? I have to give a major shout out to the other page runners. I hope you're able to have them on Josh and Lewis because we are like a little brother trio. We like fight, we argue. Well, not really, but like we really have intense debates about, you know, our Hillary stuff. We have really just weird Hillary conversations that only, you know, us three and the other Hillary fandom people will understand so basically when hillary did her movie for abc family uh beauty and the briefcase 
me and Josh were friends from Hillary Fan, our old Hillary Duff website that I hope many people are familiar with. And we decided, you know, MySpace, of course, was out of the picture. Did we want to do something for Twitter promotion-wise? We started the page, and we never thought in our wildest dreams that we would ever get a follow from Hillary or that she would be, you know, contacting us or that, you know, major news sources would be using our tweets and our videos and our pictures. It's just really blown into something major that we, me and Josh never thought about when we first started the page because our intention was to just promote this little TV movie that Hillary did. So we brought Lewis into the phone and he's been an amazing asset. Like we work so well together. We have discussions, like when we know something major is about to happen, we have discussions, okay, I'm going to be at work, you're going to do this. Or it's really just an around-the-clock thing. And even though Hillary is not the busiest celebrity, with her social media posts sometimes or, you know, stuff like that, we really try to really stay, uh, keep our head above water and do the best job that we can. And we know, like, you know, who's going to do everything and really it's just maze amazing and we love interacting with the fans worldwide and i could not do anything without those two right by my side so shout out to them and i hope everybody follows us on twitter hillary news thank you so much well bow down to you guys and i've been following i think since around elixir yeah but it's amazing what you guys do thank you and you keep us updated y'all don't get paid for it so it's like a passion and i love it yeah, so thank you for the support. You're, you've been supporting us for so long now, and you always reach out to me, and we have good discussions, so I'm so glad I'm able to do this and support you right back, because this has never been done before in Hillary Duff, the Hillary Duff fan community, so you're breaking new ground, and I hope everybody checks out this podcast. We're going to be promoting it. You know, every now and then I reach out to you and be like, look, your followers are going up. This is going to be major, so you're doing an amazing job with what you're doing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And one last thing I'll say is like, I also appreciate that you guys, you like what you like. And when there's something that you don't like, you're also vocal about that too. Yeah, but I I love Hillary. And I just want everybody to see that she has grown in every aspect of her career from actress to singer to songwriter. She, I think she really has grown. And that's what, if you look at life, our journey is all about growth. And for many of us, we started with her when we were in elementary school. So we've grown with her. So that's what life is all about. And to see this woman that I've admired and that everybody else has admired since we've since I've been in elementary school is really an amazing journey. So that's why I'm so drawn to Hillary. And I will criticize her when I see that she's done something that's not good or, or her performance is not the best. We do that all the time in Hillary News on our, on our group chat. But... That's another story. Let me not go on a long tangent for the fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sparks are about to fly. It's time for Duff Discography. Moving on to Dignity now. Yes. Dignity. Whether this is your favorite album of hers or not, you know, I know a lot of people are very nostalgic for the early music, mm-hmm. but this is her best album. And I will be so bold to say that this is her best project of her whole career, movies, album, whatever. I would agree with that. It's a bold statement, but I think I stand by it. The only thing that this album failed on, and it's not Hillary's fault, was the promotion. It's Hollywood Records' fault. Yes, I'm calling them out. Hollywood Records did not do our girl right. Metamorphosis 
perfect promotion. The weird thing is how self-titled Indignity suffered, but they gave so much promotion to Most Wanted. Like, if you look back, they had her uh, performing at the AMAs. She was doing so much stuff around that time. And for self-titled Indignity, they really dropped the ball. Like, Dignity could have easily been a two-year album, or, you know, it really should have been The Baby Sisters to Blackout by Britney. But because they dropped the ball, the album suffered. And I really feel like because the album suffered on the charts, and the album didn't do what it could have done, I mean, it went gold, but it's no reason why it shouldn't have gone platinum. I would really honestly believe that is a reason why Hillary kind of stepped back from music after 2008. And I think it was just discouraging for Hillary because right. she put so much of herself into this album and then to see it not do as well as her previous work, she was like, eh, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. I want a hardcore fan to interview her one day and really just like ask her about that because I really feel like that is the reason why she stepped back from music. Just my opinion. Yeah. I could I could be wrong, but 14 tracks on the album. She wrote 13, of, co-wrote 13 of them. You know, she really put her all into the album. I mean, who else but Hillary Duff is going to write a song about their stalker and make it a cute pop bop? Nobody else but Hillary. Mm-hmm. She really gave us 100% of herself. The album really still holds up so well if you just change, maybe if you tweak a few things. You know what I mean? It was so ahead of its time. I mean, you're absolutely right. I think the people who know the album consider it to be underrated as far as the success of it. But... As far as how good it is, everyone can agree that it's just fantastic. It is. Setting up kind of where this falls in the timeline here. So the album was released in the U.S. April 3rd, 2007. This came after kind of a rough year for Hillary. 2006, not her best year. Personally, professionally, fans will remember, you know, she split from Joel Madden. Right. After two years or so of dating. She had the stalker who was arrested. Yeah, the stalker who wanted to kill her and Joel. Mm-hmm. And her parents got a divorce and split after Bob had an affair, Bob Duff. But the amazing thing is that she channeled all of that to make such a great personal album. It debuted at number three on Billboard. That was lower than her other albums that had gone number one, and the self-titled went number two. Certified Gold with Love, highest peaking. Hot 100 single for her at number 24. And she also did the Dignity Tour for this from July 2007 to February 2008. And she got positive reviews from critics, which is uh, not something she always got. So Right. Dignity was also a big departure for her musically because this was an electro-pop album, which we kind of got a taste of that from Wake Up, but this is still totally different. Hillary was ahead of the dance electropop curve, I feel like. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Dignity was released before Blackout, right? Yes. No, you're right. Speaking of Blackout, though, Hillary changed her look up for this era. Yes. We got the dark hair. Did you like the dark hair? I loved it. Oh, my gosh. Do not get me started. I love... Okay, I just want to point this out. If Hillary had not taken the break to go and do War, Inc., Dignity probably would have been a completely different album than what it became. I think even she said that, and it's very obvious in maybe, like, some of the songs. I feel like, like, it's just something so different about her with dark hair versus the blonde hair that many people may resent, like, uh, equate to a teen Hillary or Lizzie McGuire. I love her with dark hair. 
if she was doing a new music album, I'd be like, yeah, let's do the dark hair. Because I think you're right. Like, it gave her some kind of character that she yeah. turned into for this album. And I love that. It made her appear to be a woman. And I think after everything, that after all the, the crap that she went through, her career at the time was kind of in a weird place. Oh, yeah. And the media wasn't as kind to her as maybe they are now, obviously. But I think that's something for people to remember. Yeah. Well, some of the stuff that I didn't even mention during that time, 2006, Material Girls, which was a flop at the box office. And critically. She had gotten very skinny around like 2005, 2006. Yes. The veneers. It was not a good look. If you compare how she looked from Cheaper by a Dozen 1 to Cheaper by a Dozen 2, it's like a totally different person. Oh, I know, I know. But she looked incredible for dignity. I mean, the teeth she did. were together, the dark hair. Let's talk about the artwork because it's so iconic. Oh, I love it. That cover, the over-the-shoulder shot, is just amazing. I just love how they did the photography in her house. The artwork was amazing. The booklet is amazing. Like, Hillary really stepped it up in terms of her artistry. And, you know, I have my reasons why I think people don't give her her credit. And I think... Uh, what I assume it is is because Hillary took that long break. And when you take that long break and you're not out there in the public eye doing this and doing that, people forget about you. So during her break, I think people forgot about her. No, I agree. Yeah, even though she had gave us so much of herself, uh, a lot of the girls that are popular now give credit where credit is due to Hillary for being that icon. None of the other girls around her time, her peers, are still going, maybe like Mandy Moore, you know, she's still there, but she's not really from around Hillary's time in my head. So I hope and pray that people give Hillary the icon status that she has earned because she really did change the entertainment industry, but I don't think people are ready for that conversation. I think that it will happen, though, because you're right, that break did not work for her in terms of allowing her to go to the success that she could have been. Um, but she laid the groundwork for the other girls. No question. And they really give her credit. Like, all of the girls give her credit for what she did. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really amazing because they don't have to. They don't have to, but they do. And they shut her out as much as they can. And, yeah. Yep. Well, back to the artwork on Dignity. Just to kind of run down some of the outfits here. She has that amazing over-the-shoulder shot for the cover she also has like this black jacket. She has a little sweater that's striped. And I loved how you were talking about she did this at her home. And it just feels so authentic and natural. And I love it. Right. Now, I actually had the deluxe album of this. So the physical copy that I have is not the over-the-shoulder cover. Which, uh, which did you have? Did you have both, maybe? I have both. And actually, I could honestly just open up my closet right now because I have everything in chronological order. Love it. I don't want to be that guy. But I have, I think I did have both. And there was a DVD, too. Yes. Okay. I ha Yes, I have that. I have that. It's the At Home with Hillary DVD, right? Yep, that's it. Yes. I go hard for Hillary. I'm I'm so invested. No, I love it. I love it. Um, do you remember anything about when this album came out and what you did, like when you went and got it or anything? I know I probably got it on the first day because I had this habit of with all of Hillary's albums. I either had them out in the first day or the first week to contribute to sales. And then I checked Billboard, like, you know, the anticipating fan that I am. But 
just I remember what kind of music is this that Hillary's doing? Because you know at the time she wasn't doing dance music. So when she made the jump, I'm like, what kind of music is this that Hillary's doing? You know, how am I going to react to the album? And of course, I love it. I love the album so much. I love, I tend to gravitate, even though I'm a very happy, positive person, I tend to gravitate towards when people get a little dark, you know, when people show like human emotions. And that's what I love about Dignity. Hillary, actually, to prepare for this episode, I actually went back and looked up reviews for the album. And uh, one of the reviews said, Hillary Duff has never been more eager to show that she's not perfect or something. And the result is surprising and very good. That's not the actual quote, but basically with this album, Hillary just showed, you know, you all think I'm a perfect Disney princess. I'm really not here. Here's who I really am. And I, that's, I think when Hillary lays down that she's not, and I don't even know why people put her in, you know, the perfect box of being, you know, the perfect Disney darling. I guess because she was, but whenever she breaks out of that mold and, you know, shows people who she really is, she really does good work musically, in my opinion. I think the thing that made the difference here is that she co-wrote the album. Yes. Which she had never done before. And that was new territory. And I'm so proud of her because lyrically, it's so great. As far as my memories of this coming out, you know, I will say this was a time where my Hillary fandom was at a bit of a low. Okay. And that was because in 2006, she had stepped back a little bit. High School Musical had come in. Hannah Montana. I was still, you know, I was still like fifth grade, sixth grade. So, you know, Hillary growing up a little bit, I kind of got lost in that. I mean, I still loved her. Right. But I just got a little lost, you know, with High School Musical and Hannah Montana. I was on to other things. But I was still paying attention to her. And whenever I saw that this album was coming out, I was super excited because this was the longest period of time she'd gone without releasing a new album. The others had come out year after year. And this was, you know, Most Wanted was 2005. This was 2007. Right. I remember I went to Walmart and got the album the day it came out. And we had to really rush between going from school to going home to listen to it. And I didn't even get to finish it all because I had soccer practice. And I remember <laughs> being so annoyed. Like, I wasn't even an athlete or a soccer player, really, for much long after that. Around that time was when, I guess, I was using the internet a little more. Yeah. And I remember just, like, watching her website change to be about dignity. And she had a blog on there at that time. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Iconic. You're, you're making me want to go back to, like, those times just to, like, relive them, and then we can jump back to today. Yep. Picking up where I was talking about how I was a little younger and Hillary was growing up here, so she wasn't on Disney Channel so much at this time. You know, Lizzie McGuire was not being played anymore. Right. And so they actually did an MTV documentary special to promote this. It was called Hillary Duff, This Is Now. Do you remember that? How dare you? Of course. I love it. Why did I even ask? Some of the conversations she had on there, I randomly think about. And it's one that I'm not going to get into because it may be inappropriate for the podcast. Is it the Harry Potter thing? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's stuck in my memory. Between her and Troy, iconic, my friend. Iconic. Oh my gosh. Daniel Radcliffe, Equus. The fans know what you're talking about. Okay, yes. And then there's another one where I don't even know what the situation is, but I guess somebody said ho. Hillary's like, did you call me a ho? I don't know if you remember that. I remember that because I'm weird. I don't remember that. 
I do remember where she like she's like, oh, I have to make a sacrifice because she wasn't going to go to some event and she was going to practice instead. And I was like, oh, I'm so proud of her. Yes. So that's pretty much what I remember about the album actually coming out. And then it was so different musically, but I loved it so, so much. All right. Are you ready to jump in track by track? Yes, sir. Let's go. So the first song is Stranger, and this is by Hilary Duff, Cara Diaguardi. Most of the album she co-wrote with Cara Diaguardi. This was actually the third single from the album, and it has a very, like, Middle Eastern vibe to it. Yes. Very, like, smoke and mirrors. So, yeah, like, how do you feel about this as the opener? Track listing really is perfect, because if you start with Stranger, you see that Hillary is singing about, really, she's singing about her parents. We'll get into that. But she makes it seem like she's singing about, I guess, at the time, it obviously would have been Joel. Right. So if you start with Stranger and you work your way down the track list, it's like she's over the guy, you know, you've done me wrong, you can't handle me. It really is layered with storytelling and Hillary's, you know, journey over the past year and a half or two years. Honestly, Stranger is the perfect song to kick off this album as the opening track because it lets you know this is not metamorphosis. Things could get a little dark, but you know, I'm still Hillary and you're still going to rock with me. I love Stranger. Love the song. Yeah, and dark is a good word there because it is darker. And the song lyrically is, you know, about being in a relationship with someone who is now a stranger to you and you're losing trust in them and you don't recognize who they are anymore. Right. And you're totally right. Like when this came out, I thought, oh, this is about Joel. But we've since learned, you know, it's about her parents. And she wrote this from, like, her mom's point of view. Right. Uh, with her mom being cheated on by her dad. And I do want to read the chorus here. I'm going to read lyrics of the choruses. So, there's no kindness in your eyes. The way you look at me, it's just not right. I can tell what's going on this time. There's a stranger in my life. You're not the person that I once knew. Are you scared to let them know it's you? If they could only see you like I do, then they would see a stranger too. Like I said, this song wound up being the third single, which was fan-voted, number one on the Hot Dance chart, and there was also a great music video for it. I love the music video. Yes. Do you want to talk a little about the video? That video could not be done now because people would assume that it's, uh, you know, Hillary's being uh, problematic. But for the time, it's a good video, and I think overall, it's probably Hillary's best video in my head. Yeah. You're right. She does portray like a Bollywood Indian uh, dancers, and now that would not fly over well. Yeah. Even a song like Gypsy Woman probably wouldn't work today because, you know, people consider Gypsy a slur. But, right. Need I add, one of Hillary's best songs, in my opinion, is Gypsy Woman. Don't care. Nope. You're right. <laughs> Just a little bit about the Stranger video. Hillary is a character in it, basically, and she's living with her boyfriend who is cheating on her and flirting with other girls and right in front of Hillary's face, really. And there's this dinner party and this club scene. And like I said, the Indian dancing going on there, kind of Bollywood vibes. And Hillary dances in it, which I'm sure you can agree. Dancing is not like Hillary's best talent, but... She gave it to us in this, and I like it. You're correct in saying it's in her best talent, but I think the dancing in Stranger is probably her best dancing so far of her career. Small tangent that I'm going to go on, but uh, the Sparks dancing is atrocious. 
I'm not. I'm not. Let's, let's move on. Uh, we're going to have to save it. Yeah, we're going to have to save it. Okay. Any other thoughts on Stranger? Standout track from the album. I can see why I was voted a, a fan single. It honestly is the perfect chapter two or third chapter, if you want to count Play With Fire as a single, to the Dignity era after With Love. So that was an excellent choice, and I love that song. I wish it would have done better on the Hot 100. I have to say that. And talking about how the album is in such a great order, it also, like, the songs flow into each other. Like, there's no pause in between each song. Like, the music just flows into each other. Baby, when With Love and Stranger Emily bones right in, it's like God is, like, singing to you. Thank you, Hillary. Thank you. Love it. Love it. Okay, track number two is the title track, Dignity. She is calling out the superficial girls of Hollywood, and I love it. I do, too. Which I know there was some speculation at that time about Nicole Richie being who she was writing about. I think that's a little, like, silly because she's just writing about the girls in general. But, you know, Nicole had started dating Joel. I never assumed this song was about Nicole. I always assumed it was about a lot of people in general. Mm-hmm. Same. I think what's great about it is because Hillary can sing about that. Because Hillary is a girl who has kept her head in Hollywood. I agree. I will read the chorus here. It's, where's your, where's your, where's your dignity? I think you lost it in the Hollywood Hills. Where's your, where's your, where's your dignity? Can't buy respect, but you can pick up the bill. Pick it up, pick it up. It's all you got. It's all you got. Pick it up, pick it up. Because money makes your world go round. And I need to do that pick it up better. So it's like, pick it up, pick it up. (laughs) It's all you got. It's all you got. But I'm so glad that um, she chose this song as the title track because mm-hmm. even though the song is more about calling out these girls, it's just such a great title for her. Like, Hillary has dignity. And so... She does. Yeah. This song can still hold up now because you still have those certain group of artificial celebrities, you already know who I'm talking about, who make news off the most ridiculous things. Or, you know, you still have the fake relationships in Hollywood, which will never end. I would have loved to see a video for this song, honestly, because Hillary being all these different characters would have been really funny to see. It would have been great. Yeah. I want to talk about some of the verses, too, because that's where she gets very tongue-in-cheek in these lyrics. And she's talking about, better check that phone, there's a club to close. Mm. Or, run into your friend's ex, he's happy to be your next. Tomorrow's paper's coming out, so kiss him fast, watch the cameras flash. I love the bridge where she's like, it's not news when you got a new bag. Mm -hmm. It's not news when somebody slaps you. It's not news when you're looking your best. Come on, come on, come on, give it a rest. And it's just like, you know, these girls who who are out here not doing anything and just getting celebrity for being a thing. I definitely think this song was written at a different time, but you're right, it could still... It could have a different meaning today, but the same meaning. So Yeah. So that is Dignity, the title track. All right. Next song, With Love. One of my favorite Hilary Duff songs. Same. And it was also her highest, highest peaking Hot 100 single at number 24. I mean, I'm not, I love With Love, but like, come on now. It could totally be Come Clean or maybe, you know, Wake Up, but it's With Love. Interesting. But I I love this song and I love the video, which I know we're going to get into. Yes, yes. So this song, as far as what it's about lyrically, you know, 
when you're in a relationship, it's that person who is your rock and who can call you out for things, but do it with love. Right. And you love them for that. So that's kind of what it's about. But then you've got this great, like, dance music to go within all that. So it's just, it's so good. This was really the single from the album, honestly. But it's so Hillary. Can I just point out, who else but Hillary Dove could name a song after the perfume, tie it all together, like, nobody else but Hillary. I know, yeah. So she did have the fragrance with this. And, oh my gosh, like, I remember, so my sister worked at Clinique during this time. And whenever we would be at the mall and, like, go see her, I just wanted to go in there just to see all of the, you know, posters of Hillary and the With Love fragrance. And you're right, like, Hillary releasing a song, a great song, to coincide with this perfume. Iconic, iconic. Yes. And the music video. So would you like to jump in on that? Of course. I'll let you start, and I'm going to give my thoughts because, oh my gosh. Okay. So it's a music video slash TV promo for her fragrance. It has Kellen Lutz, who we love from Twilight, and he looked great in this. He's her love interest here. But it's basically Hillary has had a performance on stage and then she leaves and a man is following her and she sprays her perfume and she puts on this black wig to kind of disguise herself and changes her coat inside out. And then the guy's still following her though. And he loves the scent of the perfume. We also get these cut-ins from where she's performing in an elevator. And then at the end of the video, we see her and Kellen get on the elevator together. She's back to Hillary And the elevator falls like the Tower of Terror, and it is really something. But the visuals here are so good. We need a part two to this video. We do. The fact that we haven't gotten a part two 900 years later, we need a part two. Yeah, because at the end of the video, you know, the elevator crashes and it says, to be continued. Right. And we never got what happens next. I really wish they would have made it where uh, Stranger could have been the, the second chapter to the video. Obviously, it would have made sense to do that, but... Ooh, that would have been good. Yeah. But yeah, this song is so good. I remember around this time we had Radio Disney in our car, and this song got a lot of play on Radio Disney, which I loved. I do remember this song being one of the last Hillary songs to get play on uh, Radio Disney, which, hey, it works. Well, this song was on actual radio, too, which didn't happen for her much. But I remember I would hear it, like, in stores and different places like that. Um, but with that's with love. You were saying that the transition from with love to danger you think is amazing. Yes. Because danger is the next track. And I'm guessing you love this one. I love danger. I love most of the songs on this album. Same. There's only, like, two that I'm not crazy about. And we'll get to those. But on Danger here, Danger, you know, I read that Hillary wrote this about, like, a friend who was dating an older man. And it's kind of about being in love with someone, and it's kind of a dangerous relationship, but you just can't help it. I definitely thought that she was singing about Joel, like that being Danger for her. But the first lyrics of the song are like, were you born in 74? And I was doing the math. Obviously, Joel was a lot older than her, but he wasn't born in 74. So, if I'm not mistaken, at the time there were reports that this song was about entourage actor Kevin Connolly. So, hmm. I just Googled and he was born in 1974, 
But you remember around that time, Hillary went to the entourage premiere with Haley, and I don't know. That could be who this song's about. I don't know. I'm not confirming. I'm not denying. I'm just saying that was the report. And I just Googled it, and he was born on um, March the 5th, 1974, in New York. Well, I wonder who he would have been dating who Hillary knew. Mm, interesting. But I always heard this song was about him. It checks out. <laughs> yeah. Chorus for Danger. Because I see danger, danger, danger in your eyes. Because danger, 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 you disguise. So baby, lift your head up to the light. There's danger in those eyes. There's danger in those eyes. In your eyes. Mm-hmm. I love this song. I think that, I think honestly, like the first half of this album, or like the first six songs of this album are just incredibly strong. The back half is too, but it's something about this first half that just hits really differently than some of her previous work. The middle of the album, I think, is where there are a couple of filler songs. So, number five, Gypsy Woman. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, this song, Hillary Haley has writing credit on this. Ryan Tedder, writer, producer. We know him from One Republic. We know him from so many iconic, great pop songs. And the fact that he produced this, like, it's so, so good. Like, it might be... It's definitely my second favorite on this album. This song is definitely... Definitely probably in my top five Hillary songs of her whole career. Gotcha. It's that good. Yeah. And it's that dark. And obviously, oh, I wish the song would have had a music video as well. Talking about it lyrically for a second. So... The song actually starts out with like this uh, voice that where this guy's like, um, the Battle of France is over. Yeah, I'm terrible. I can't do an accent. <laughs> I can't do an accent. But he's like, the Battle of France is over. And she says, congratulations. You've joined the ranks of all the rest. Joined the ranks with all the rest. It's so good. And then that beat drops and it takes you out and you're slayed mm-hmm. from every direction. Like, what is that little sound in this song it's like oh my god i don't want i don't want to do it but it's like da, 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 something like that yes it's like girl lucy it's very different for hillary and oh my gosh i love it and so she is calling out the woman that her dad had an affair with here yes i'll read the lyrics for the chorus tried to run away with a gypsy woman here today, then gone for good. Can't get away with a gypsy woman. Thought no one would know. Your secret's down below. But you can't go, can't go with her. Can't go, can't go with her. The gypsy woman. <sighs> Iconic. The girls are not doing it like Hillary did it in 2007, I'm telling you. I say that all the time, honestly. Some other highlights here with the production of this song. The part in the second verse where she's like, She's got you stumbling, stumble, just stumbling. I love it. So good. And you're right. Super dark. I mean, some of the lines here, she can swallow knives. She can swallow lives. Golden black stare brought the night of your demise. And the very end, she's like, tell me, was it worth it? Can you say it's worth it? Tell me it was worth it. Can you tell me it was worth it? And it's just, Hillary came for this woman. Yeah, So she did. If anybody is listening to this podcast that is not familiar with Gypsy Woman and the overall Dignity album, I suggest you go listen to it on a streaming service after you finish this episode and give it your undivided attention because it's easily one of the best pop songs 
and one of the best pop albums. Thank you. I'm super proud of her for this song. Ryan Tedder, love, love, love that he did this. And I love that he produced uh, the two tracks on Best of Hillary Duff, which we're going to talk about those two. Okay. We did talk about how, like, Gypsy being a slur now, so this song probably wouldn't work anymore. But still a bop, electro, dance song. Yep. Yep. Next track here, number six, is Never Stop. And I will say that as a kid, I guess, because I would have been like 11 when this came out. So this was the song that I gravitated to the most on the album. And I think that's because it sounded a lot lighter. And that's what I was used to from Hillary. And that's probably more what I was interested in at that time. So Never Stop is my favorite song in the album. I still love it. Is it the best song on Dignity? No. But personal favorite? Yes, I would say so. It's very self-explanatory. The chorus, I want you to know, I want you to know, I'll never stop loving you. I hope that you know, wherever you go, I'll never stop loving you. So it's just telling someone that she'll never stop loving them. And I definitely think this might have been about Joel because the pre-chorus is, you signed my name on your arm, you put so much in my heart. And, you know, Joel had a lot of tattoos. I don't know that he had a Hillary tattoo. Do you know if he did? I think he did. And if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me, people. Maybe it was a B because, you know, Hillary's nickname is B. Right. Yeah, that's true. So even though they weren't together when this album came out, she has said in interviews, you know, she wrote half of it in a relationship, half of it out Mm -hmm. out of a relationship. Mm -hmm. So this would have been one of those where maybe she was in the relationship. And I like the bridge, too, where she's like, never stop, never stop. Okay. For me, this song is one of the songs that I consider. It's not a bad song by any means. It actually really is a good track. But if you're thinking about the overall album, the song is maybe a notch or two below some of the other ones. If you took it out, it would probably be okay. Because sonically, it's very different. It's lighter. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just the one I gravitated to. Number seven here. No work, all play. This is one that I personally have never really loved. Okay. And I don't know if it was just lyrically or the music of it, but it's just strange. You know, it starts out, you hear like a record player and it's more of kind of um, an inspirational song, I guess. You know, it's not about love or anything like that. Yeah, I've never been too crazy about this one. I want to keep this really short and sweet because I find that most people don't like this song. I actually really love this song, and I feel like if you think about, like, vocally from Hillary, this is probably one of the best vocals in her career, towards the end of the song. When the music kind of fades and you just hear her voice, yeah. It's not what I immediately go to when I listen to the album, though. Like, I guess I kind of have to be in the mood to listen to it. I like the chorus. No work, all play. What a mistake. Let the clouds roll in and fill the sky. Get that melancholy feel inside. Work on yourself. Don't run from the pain you felt. You don't have to slide. Life's not one big high. And then we get the little la la la. Yes. Moving on to number eight here. It's called Between You and Me. And my note about this song is it's the first song and one of the first times that we hear Hillary like curse in a project. Yes, that's true. In one of the verses where she says, She's been looking over here, and she's made it pretty clear. So don't lose your chance with her by trying to get so damn near me. That's where we get Hillary's first curse word in a song. And she had never really cursed in her movies at that point either. So I just remember being like 12 years old and like, oh, Hillary. Okay. I think I was like 
taken aback a little bit too, but I love when Hillary gets a little spicy. She just slid it into the song. Like, it's not a big thing. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal at all. So what do you think about Between You and Me? Because I like it, for sure. I don't really have too much to say about the song. It's a good song, but I feel like with uh, Never Stop, uh, No Work All Play, Between You and Me, I feel like, like these three songs, they're really all good quality songs, but I feel like if you take them out, it really won't matter. Does that make sense? No, 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 totally. Because that's what I'm saying. Like The first half of the album and the, the end of the album, so much stronger than the middle. Yeah. I feel like the album really picks back up with Happy. For sure, yeah. I'll talk a little bit about lyrically what Between You and Me is about. And what I've always gathered is there's a guy giving her attention. She's not interested. But there is a girl who's interested. And he should be giving his attention to her. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Hillary's just kind of over it. So my favorite part of the song is the My love is not up for negotiation. Hello doesn't mean an open invitation. I love that part. I don't know why, but I randomly find myself singing that from time to time. It's really strong lyrics. And I just love the way that it works musically, too, in there. So, Number nine is Dreamer. This is the song about her stalker. Super tongue-in-cheek. She wrote an upbeat, positive song about her experience with a stalker. This man literally said he wanted to kill Hillary and Joel Madden and Hillary is like, okay, I'm going to show you. I'm going to write a positive, upbeat pop song about it that's super sarcastic. And it's so good. I almost think that, like, this song is kind of a throwback to her other music. Like, this is kind of like Wake Up or something. But she was like, I'm going to make it sound like a wake up, but I'm going to bring in this mature element here and combine the two. So it's like, I'm growing up, but also here's a little throwback for you. Yeah, I see exactly what you're saying. And can I just say... I love how this song can be used as, like, double shade towards Aaron Carter now, who still will randomly drop Hillary's name at the drop of a dime just to get press. I'm going to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. The chorus is, oh, you're such a dreamer, but I'm not a believer in all the things that you dream. Stop watching me. Stop watching me. Bum, 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 which I love. I love that part. Yeah. The verses here are very conversational. I'm at the grocery store, and there you are just watching me. Pick up my clothes from the cleaners and look who I see. Then she gets really snappy where she's like, your eyes must burn so bad because you haven't blinked. You and me will never be if that's what you think. I go to bed and I wake up. Isn't that interesting? I brush my teeth and feed my dogs. Isn't that thrilling? I just love it. Like, she is calling out this guy. It's a fun song, despite the dark message, but I love it. Yep. Number 10 is Happy. You were telling me that this is where you think the album picks back up. And I agree. But Happy hits, and it's just like, oh my goodness, we are back in it right now. Yes. The way the song starts, the Hillary's vocals, the overall message, everything about this song is pop perfection and total Hillary. This song is one of the standout tracks from the album, probably top five of the album, to be honest, within my top ten of Hillary's songs of her whole career. Hillary has said that she wishes this song would have been a single, and I think it would have been a good one. It's never too late, Hillary. I mean, look at Lizzo. Yes. You talked about how the song starts out, and it is so, like, vocally in her lower register, Mm -hmm. which is great. 
the chorus here is, I'm happy and I can thank myself. If it were up to you, I'd be in my bed crying. But I'm happy and I know that makes you sad. After all the things you put me through, I'm finally getting over you. I'm happy. I'm happy. And it is this song about being happy, but it doesn't sound like a happy song. Mm -hmm. It's a message to someone that she broke up with. And it's like, you know, you broke me, but I'm happy now. And I can thank myself for this. And all of the bitter feelings that I have about you or that I had about you are gone. And I'm over it. And I'm happy. This song, along with Burned, back to back, sent me into like another world. I'm going to let you take this one, Burned. You seem to be a big fan. I'm a huge fan of Burned. The way... Oh my gosh, the way this song starts off, the lyrics, what's wrong with me, I get lonely in the crowd, you you would never expect these lyrics to come from Hillary. So basically this song is about this guy's trying to show Hillary love, and she gets scared, she gets nervous, and she basically just runs away, runs away from the person who's trying to show her love and affection because she doesn't want to be hurt, and that's all she's used right. to. So... I totally thought this song was left field for Hillary. I love it because it's left field. And I'm going to let you take away with reading the chorus because the chorus is phenomenal. When somebody's knocking, when somebody wants me, when somebody's trying to love me completely, I get scared, don't know how it works. Will somebody save me or will I get burned? Don't want to get burned. And I think that's super vulnerable if it is about her, relatable. And it's just put to this very strange music honestly so yeah it's probably not one of my favorites on the album but lyrically i do love it standout track the next track here outside of you is the only song on the album that hillary didn't write and it's written by pink pink wrote this song and apparently she didn't use it for one of her albums Mm -hmm. so hillary got it and i love this song I don't know if it's because in the back of my head, I know Hillary didn't doesn't have a writing credit on the song. So I feel like it's not her voice. But this song, to me, if I immediately had to jump into Dignity, just, you know, like, listen to it, it wouldn't be a song that I would immediately go to. I'm good with that. I feel that. But it's still a good song. And it's kind of about wanting attention from someone and not getting it. And, you know, she's saying, I'm outside of you and I can't get through. And I'll read the chorus here. I'm outside of you and I can't get through. Overlooking the beauty that's dying inside me, can't you see? I'm outside of you, and I'm so confused. You keep missing the small things, that safety that love brings, can't you see? I'm outside of you. I know that when I listened to this song on the album as a kid, I would kind of skip it. Like, it wasn't my favorite. But what really made me like it was the Dignity concert live, the live concert video. And I think maybe it was just like the crowd seemed so into it or something. Um, That crowd was amazing. That was an amazing crowd. I know. And she had like some Cheaper by the Dozen co-stars out there. Yes. Love that concert video. Well, we're getting close to the end here. Number 13 is called I Wish. Wish that I could be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get it. Get it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So this song is kind of about wishing that things could be the way they used to be, basically. And in terms of a relationship is what it's talking about. But the chorus, I wish that I could be like I was before. I was riding high, but now I'm feeling so low. I wish that you could make my world feel better and take away the hurt so I won't be so far gone. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. I always liked this song. But yeah, your thoughts on it, I wish? This is another song that I like. 
uh, outside of you, I wish I have to be in the mood for these songs. Where some of the other songs, you can immediately like anytime jump into Gypsy Woman, jump into Happy, jump into uh, Stranger, jump into With Love. These songs, I think you kind of like have to. I have to be in the mood for, but it's still a quality track. Yep, a really good song for the back half of the album. And the final song on Dignity is "Play with Fire," which was the first single. Mm-hmm. Will I Am has a writing credit on this. Yes. Which just to speak to like how Hillary was killing the game at the time. Hello, Will I Am, and I love this song. This song, I don't think I could praise enough. Because really with this song, even reviewers, like critics said, Hillary really, I think, kind of submitted herself as an American version of Kylie Minogue with this song. This song is amazing. Mm. Pure pop, pure dance, side we've never seen from Hillary before. In my mind, this song is totally about Aaron Carter. The perfect introduction, promo single slash first single, however you want to label it, to the Dignity era of Hillary. Yeah, it kicked off... An incredible era. And it was released in August 2006. So it was released quite a while before the album. Yes. And it was featured in Material Girls. Did want to mention that. But this was just a taste of what was to come. And it was so different from anything she'd ever released. So it was kind of like, here's a sneak peek. Here's what's different. Here's what's happening. And I love it. Let's talk about the music video. She is in like this House of Mirrors situation and she has on um, like this silver reflective dress. It's not really sequins, but something like that. Her hair is dark. She has the hoop earrings. She is serving looks with the face. She is. She also has a second look with her hair up, a jacket, and a skirt. Meanwhile, there's fire all around her in this, and the mirrors are cracking, and it's so good. It is. Can I just say, if you pause this video at certain moments, you can definitely see the stunt double that they used in this video for Hillary, and I think it's hilarious. Really? Yes. I did not know this. Certain moments, if you can definitely tell that it's not Hillary, and it always sends me over the edge, but I still love this video. Even though it's a video, it's very a simple video that I don't really watch that much. Because, you know, there's nothing really storytelling about this video. But it's still a good video for the song, and it's still a perfect video for the song. At the time, I think they labeled it a promo single. It's an effective video. It's not, you know, grand. It's not one of her best. It's not her worst. It's just, you know, it is what it is. It helps with the song. It got people hype. At least it got me hype for what was to come with Dignity. It got me hype, too. Like, I was like, this video is in the song. The song elevates the video, uh, but the song does its job, as in, this is the new Hillary Duff. Uh, get used to it, and yeah, I, I love this song. This song is perfect way to end the album. And can we just say one of the best lyrics of Hillary history is, I don't have time for this. I'm off the play in Houston. I'm too busy with the many things I'm doing. You can't make up for what you've done, but you still try to be the one. Yes, queen. We can say that. We can talk about that, because I love <laughs> that line in the song. Mm, I love it. Chorus. Love me, love me, feed the flame, if you want me back again. Burn to the sky, higher and higher, baby, can you play with fire? Yes. And then she repeats that, so. Well, that kind of wraps up the Dignity album as far as the songs on that. And before we move on to the two songs on Best Of, Hillary Duff, just reflecting on this, I mean, the fans love Dignity. And it really is just some of her best work. It is. It is. 
it was a more mature album for her, but it wasn't like this wasn't Miley Cyrus bangers. You know, she wasn't going off the deep end. She was staying very true to herself, getting a little more mature, and I think it worked. So yeah. Any other thoughts on Dignity? Even people who love this album, who are not necessarily Hillary fans, say that this album is really good in its quality. I think that speaks volumes to the work that Hillary created with Dignity in 2007, when she was just um, 19 years old, might I, might I add. 19. It's yeah. crazy. So she did a really good job. Breathe in, breathe out comes close, but a few songs let it down. But uh, we'll get into that when we do that episode. But I, I really, this album really has an underrated place in people's hearts. But it, I think eventually it will get the justice that it deserves. Eventually. Right. Well, as hard as it is to move on from Dignity, I do want to talk about Best of Hillary Duff on this episode, too. And this is her Best of compilation album. It basically has all of her singles and a few remixes of them and then two new songs to start off the record, which I read that originally this was going to be these two songs were going to be a part of a re-release of Dignity but then it wound up being the best of record and I think I've also heard or read that this was to like fill her contract for Hollywood Records to like put out mm. a fifth album I guess but this was released November 11th 2008 the two new songs were Ryan Tedder produced and of course we love him from Gypsy Woman and here he does these two songs which are also great the first one is called Reach Out and it's sampled from Depeche Mode. I'm not familiar with them, but their song Personal Jesus, and it features a rapper named R. Prophet, who is barely even really featured on the song, but anyway. Okay, I'm familiar with Depeche Mode. I I love the song. I'm more of a fan of the live version that Hillary performed on tour before their song even came out. The rental rapper that they hired to do the song, his verse really could have been left off. But the video is the video. It perfectly uh, sits the song. And um, yeah. Yep. Here are the lyrics for the chorus of Reach Out. It's uh, reach out and touch me before I go insane. Reach out and touch me. Boy, don't you make me wait. I'm a diamond and you're so on the money. Reach out and touch me. And all I need is to fill you. Reach out and touch me. And this was a big, like, sexier departure for Hillary, for sure. I mean, Mm -hmm. looking back on it now, it's like, ooh, she was older. She was, like, 20 now. And this was kind of a bangers, I guess, of sorts for her. You know, talking like Miley Cyrus, we can't stop, almost. But it's not that... It's not that shocking. Like, the music video for it is a little bit Fifty Shades, like, BDSM, kind of, in a way. But still, it's very tame, I guess. And I remember seeing it back in the day, and I know it it flew under the radar. And I remember back then being kind of like, ooh, Hillary, no, I don't I don't like this. And still, when I watch the video, I'm kind of, like, cringe a little bit. Although she looks great in it, and I love her little, like, stare at the camera, like her over-the-shoulder hair flip to the camera. She looks great when she does that. Like, she, that woman is made for the camera. Like, she plays up everything. She She's a star. She has the it factor. The video is nothing more than, like, a wild 50 shades orgy slash dinner party slash Harry saying, I'm a grown woman now. Take me as I am. I'm not Lisa McGuire anymore. If you compare Reach Out, the video, to the videos that are released now, it was very tame. Yeah, that's true. But they're in this mansion, and there are people, like, streaking, and there's a guy, and 
she sucks his thumb at one point. It's just, it's very strange. Yeah. I think people, if they'd seen it more so back in the day, would have been like, ooh, Hillary Duff gets sexy and Disney days are gone and all that. And I'm just glad we didn't have that for her. It's probably like her sexiest song for sure. And I don't know. I mean, I like the production. Good job, Ryan Tedder. It's just, it's not a song where I'm like, this sounds truly authentically Hillary. So for me, the other new song is called Holiday. And oh my word, this is one of my favorite Hillary Duff songs. Honestly, I feel like it's one of her best songs. And I feel like the people who know this song know how good it is. And I wish this would have been a single. Oh my goodness, it would have been so good. Yeah. The chorus, you took a holiday from us. You took a trip and left your love. If your heart went down forever, should have told me where it was. Took a holiday from me. I guess you needed to be free. I would have loved you with no measure. Now you got me asking where, where did you go? Where did my heart go? You took a holiday. Yeah. Where did you go? Why did you leave? This ain't no holiday for me. And I think this song is about like taking a break from a relationship. Maybe you didn't want to take a break and then it ends up ending and you never get back together. And she's kind of sad about that. And she misses the guy that she's singing about. So this song is so much better than Reach Out. No, I agree. It's it's miles better than Reach Out. Yeah. So, of course, this was Hillary's last new music for a long time, other than she released a song in 2009 called Any Other Day from the indie film What Goes Up. A classic. Yeah. But other than that, this was it for a long time, like seven years. She took a break, and it was a long wait for the fans. But I do like the two songs on Best of Hillary Duff. I remember going to get this album when it came out at Target just to talk about the album artwork a little bit. It feels like an extension of dignity. She had really dark hair. They went for a grayscale look, so it's in black and white. And they also had her hair looking very curly in this too. I made a note that it debuted at number 125 on Billboard. It was a best of compilation album. The rest of the songs on the record are just the singles. Like I said, a couple of remixes, but that's about it. Well, Avery Harris, I think that wraps us up for our Dignity slash Best of Hillary Duff album episode. And oh my goodness, this has been so great to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait to discuss Breathe In, Breathe Out. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks so much for being on, Avery. And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff! look at the 2003 Hillary from the first movie to the 2005 it's like what the fuck like that's not the same person yep but it is so it's like what happened in those two years you know I don't want to speculate but let's move on <laughs> we before we keep moving on and I don't want to get stuck on this too much but what have you always heard about the the new teeth? Because I've just heard that she chipped him on a mic and got new teeth. That's what I heard too so I just I mean I just assumed that was it.
obviously, I think at the time they were too big. And okay, maybe the weight loss made them look, you know, 10 times as bad as they were. But clearly, she's grown into him. And Hillary is a beautiful woman. I think she's very underrated and like looks completely. But yeah, I just always assumed what she said was the truth that she chipped him on a, on a microphone during a concert and she's like spit him out in her hand. And then, you know, she lost a tooth on her wedding day to Mike. So our queen doesn't have the best track record with her teeth. But yeah, that's it for the veneers. Oh my gosh. I love that quote just now. What you just yeah. said. That's great. 